Welcome to the Topeka First podcast. We are one church with several locations. Our mission is to reach our community with the message of Jesus. If you would like to give to support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please visit topekafirst.com giving. Enjoy the podcast. My name is Josh. I'm one of the pastors here at Topeka First. We're so excited you're with us today. It's awesome. I'm so happy to, to get to see people more than just uh, the worship team. So be- last couple of weeks, it's been like worship team portion of you there. I look at Cam at the camera, and then I look over at the, the other little bit of the worship team over there, and that's my, my ability to see people. And it was even smaller than that when we were at, at the Mission Hill campus when we were doing just 10 people in the room. And um, it, was, it was really cool. But um, I want to start off by asking you a question that may bring up some bad memories. Have you ever been stood up? Anybody? Yeah? Yeah, we got a couple? Okay. Last, last time I only had to share my story and everyone else said no, they had never been stood up. So it was just a, a moment where you guys could enjoy my discomfort. But you ever stood up on like a date or like, um, you know, just, just maybe even going out with friends or anything like that? I... Um, fortunately, have only dated my wife, and uh, she has not stood me up, so I don't get to throw her under the bus this morning, um, and I don't want to. I made that sound really strange there. That's weird. Sorry. She's never stood me up, but I've been stood up professionally before, and, and that might sound strange, but a little background on me. I, I have a, a film degree. I kind of became an accidental pastor. Um, so some of you may know that story, some of you may not. Uh, that's for another time. But when I was going down to school, I, I even joked about film school, like it was like a weird thing. And um, I was joking as I felt like God was calling me to this university, and I was going to this place, and we were t- looking over degrees, like what would you study? What would what would I what do I go into? And we saw film studies as a degree, and I was like. Who would go into that? We joked about it. We thought it was hilarious. A year later, I had declared as a film studies major. Um, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I loved studying feature film, but I, but I loved working on, on videos and, and stuff like that. And I, was, I, I had my eye on, on helping the church with, with video production. That was one of my, my goals. I really, really enjoy that side of things. And so that was what I was most excited about. And after school, I moved back here, and I got a job with the state agency doing film or video production for them and, and doing some of those kind of things. And then ultimately, I ended up here at the church, and then I somehow ended up here on the stage. And you guys get to listen to me now. So um, it's a God works in mysterious ways type of thing. But I love doing video work, and I always wanted to have my eye on doing like ministry type things, whether it was like we did a series uh, years, years ago called uh, Stories of Faith, and we did like different stories of people who had come to faith in our church, and, and I loved getting to hear those conversations and interview those people and do that stuff. But I was still working at the state, and I really wanted to move into some sort of ministry thing. And this guy had approached me who, um, who has this ministry, and it's a missions organization, and they do really cool work, and he had approached me about flying to a different part of the world and, and filming some stories of people coming to faith. And so I was going to get to do that out on the mission field, and I was so excited. And he had texted me, hey, we're looking at doing this over this time period. And I was like, awesome, I'm in. Sign me up. And not 
a word was texted back or phone call given or email sent. I didn't hear from him for years. Years. I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to get to do this. It's going to be really fun. We're going to get to help share the message of Jesus around the world. I'm so excited about it. Then, several years later, much more closely to the present, this guy ran into my wife at an event, and he goes, hey, does, does Josh still do that video work? And I was like, she said, yeah, and, but he's mostly at the church right now, but he still does it on the side. And, and so he was like, okay, I'm going to text him right now. I still have his number. I'm going to text him right now. We have a trip going in like a week, a um, week or two, and we really need a video guy on it. I'm going to text him and see if he would come. So I know, see, this guy, he, he didn't text me back. He didn't call me back. He didn't do any of that stuff last time. So I was instantaneously responding to him, right? I wanted to respond the moment I got the text. So it was like, hey, do you want to come on this trip? We're going. Um, I can get you more details later. I'm going. And I go, yes. My email is this. In case you need to contact me, you obviously have my phone number because you're texting me. Um, I didn't say that the last sentence there. I don't, I, wanna, I don't want you to think I was being rude. I didn't. But that, I, I texted him back immediately, immediately, immediately. And guess what? Not a text, not an email, not a call. And I have not heard from him since. So let's see what the Word of God has to say about that. So in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 33, it says this. You have also heard that our ancestors were told, you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But I say, do not make any vows. Do not say by heaven because heaven is God's throne. Do not say by the earth because the earth is his footstool. And do not say by Jerusalem for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. And do not even say by my head. For you can't turn one hair white or black. Just say a simple yes I will or no I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. And the NIV translates that, anyone, anything beyond this is from Satan. And that feels a little harsh, right? Like, if you ever read the scripture and you're like, wow, it feels like Jesus is being harsh. And then I think to myself, what is culturally am I missing? What am I historically missing that I'm just not understanding in these, in these scriptures what, what, am I, what am I missing? Where is, where's the point that I'm not getting? And one of the interesting things about this is that when you swore by God, according to the Old Testament law, when you swore by God, it was legally binding. So if I swore by God that I would take out the trash, I was legally obligated to do it. Now, people started finding this loophole. That when they wanted to to swear an oath, to, to claim they were going to do something, but they didn't necessarily want to be held to it, they would say, by heaven, by earth, by Jerusalem, by the temple. So what they were doing was they were creating this loophole, and, and it doesn't mean that they didn't follow through on it. That's not, that's not the point here, but it's, it's saying that they created this moment where they could subvert the expectations of what the law said, and they weren't legally held to it. They were finding loopholes. They were finding ways around stuff. 
And that's an issue. And even, even to the point where the teachers of religious law would create weird distinctions, okay? They would create these weird distinctions, and part of it we see outlined in Matthew chapter 23. And Jesus is rebuking the teachers of the religious law, and here's what it says. Blind guides, what sorrow awaits you? For you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple, but it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple, Blind fools. Which is more important? The gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? And you say that to swear by the altar is binding, but to swear by the gift of the altar is, is not binding. But, it, but the gifts in the altar is binding. How blind? For which is more important? The gift on the altar or the altar that makes the gift sacred? When you swear by the altar, you are swearing by it and everything on it. And when you swear by the temple, you are swearing by it and by God who lives in it. And when you swear by heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God and by God who sits on the throne. You see that when you're swearing by anything, it ultimately comes back to God. And that's what brings you to that moment in chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is of the evil one. They're creating these extra stipulations. It's, it's well, I want to add just a little bit of a caveat to get my way out of it. I want to add a little bit of a caveat that says, if I swear by this, then it's one thing. If I swear by this, then it's another thing. If I go by this, it's one thing, and then another. And that's an issue. And Jesus' very own brother, in James chapter 5, tells us this, but most of all, my brothers and sisters, never take an oath by heaven or earth or anything else. Just say a simple yes or no so that you will not sin and be condemned. Now, this is commonly, you hear this common phrase, this idea that you, um, or this, this translation that you hear, and it's let your yes be yes and your no be no. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And it's, it's as simple as that. When we say we're going to do something, we do it. When we say we're not going to do something, we don't do it. I know I have really in-depth you know, commentary on this verse. It's when we say yes, we do it. When we, don't, when we say no, we don't do it. It's as simple as that. And it kind of made me think of, of this thought in, in, in the Old Testament where Moses interacts with God for the first time where he, or where he meets him at the burning bush, right? He meets him at the burning bush. And God says, I am that I am. He never, he never describes anything else. He doesn't add any stipulations to it. He just says, I am that I am. And in the same way, that's how our yes and our no should be. It should be yes or no. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's a lot of yes, but in our world. There's a lot of no, but in our world. 
yes, but here's why I don't actually have to do what's right. No, but I can do my own thing. Let your yes be yes. And your no be no. Anything else is from the evil one. And here's my main takeaway for you today. This is the thing I want you to remember. Your word is your witness. Your word is your witness. What does that mean? It means that if people can't trust you in small things, why would they trust you when you say you know the God of the universe? We all have that friend, right, who flakes on everything. Like, we, 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 have, we have that friend, right? Like, at some point in your life, you've had the friend where you, you guys make plans, and then an hour later, you get a text, I'm not feeling well. Or I'm tired. And let me verify that if you actually aren't feeling well, that's not what we're talking about here. But it's a common excuse that I've seen that you have this friend that you're like, you know that you're like, you invited them. They're like, yes, I will be there. And then you can immediately turn to your spouse and go, no, they won't. If we aren't trustworthy in little things, in small things, why would anyone trust us when we tell them that God can change everything about them? When we say we're going to do something, we must do it. When we say we're not going to do something, we have to follow through and not do it. Because if we ever want to have an impact in people's lives, and we know that God can work around us, and thank God for that. Thank God that he can work around my mess-ups and around my mistakes But he sent us to our friends. He sent us to our coworkers. He sent us to our children. And if we can't be people of our word, why should they trust us in the big thing? And it makes me think of this from Romans chapter 12. Don't just pretend to love each other. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy. Work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them and be eager to practice hospitality. We can't pretend. We can't be people that just want to talk a big game but never come through on it.
when we come through and when we say, hey, I'm going to love you right where you are. And I'm not going to fake it. I'm going to actually believe it. I'm actually going to live it. You are building your witness in this world. We have to do that. Our world needs it, right? Just look around. Our world needs it. Our world needs people that are actually going to do what they say. That when we say one thing, we actually do it. When we, when we believe the Word of God, when we look at it and we go, yes and amen, I'm going to do it. There's a flip side to that, right? Like There's a flip side to all the yes conversation. There's the no conversation. That we have to be people that know that we need to say no to the right things. How often have we found, and, and this isn't about other people, this is about us, right? This is about us. How often have we found ourselves in moments where we knew we needed to say no to something, and we're like, we said no. I said no. I know it's over there, but I said no. 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 And then you arrive in the same spot. We have to be people that commit to what we're doing. We have to say no to all the things that are wrong. And we have to say yes to all the right things. We have to say yes to all the right things. This morning, I, I, I had a little bit of this conversation this morning and, and, or in our first service. It's weird. I can say first service now. How fun is that? It was great. First service, right? Mike, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, first service. It's fun in first service. And I was, we wanted, I, I had this, I, this thought in my, in my head and I've just really enjoyed being in service when Pastor Steve and Pastor Mike and Pastor Hannah have preached. I don't know if you guys have enjoyed that. I mean, they're all in the room, so. I don't know if you guys have enjoyed it, but I've really enjoyed it. Most of the time, I speak almost every week, with the exception of when um, Pastor Steve comes out and speaks at Mission Hill, and, and I've really enjoyed getting to sit back and listen and hear the, the, the things that God is speaking through them. Like a couple of weeks, I mean, three weeks ago, Pastor Mike was just on fire. Anybody... Okay, you guys weren't on the live stream. Okay, okay, that's fine. Okay, all right. But Mike was just on fire. He was just going, he was going crazy. And it was just, not crazy, that's wrong. That's not what I meant. No, he was doing an awesome job. And I, 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 we were just saying amen and amen and amen and amen on the live stream. And you guys heard several weeks back, Hannah, Hannah preaching. It's weird to call your own spouse, Pastor Hannah. Hannah, Pastor Hannah, Hannah, Pastor Hannah. She was preaching, she made waffles. I don't know, if you guys missed that week, you missed waffles. Uh, but she had, she had a great, great sermon that week, and, and, and my dad, Pastor Steve, last week just crushed it, just absolutely crushed it, talking about the things we have to actually speak to in our world. 
And it was great. On, on Wednesday, Pastor Hannah had, uh, had Frank Henderson. How many of you know Frank? You know Frank? Yeah, Frank's a great guy. Have Frank come and, and share with the youth on the live stream. And they had just this conversation about racism. It was, it was, it was really helpful. It was really a way for us to learn and grow and, and, and become the people that God has called us to be. Getting to hear these, these other sermons and these other voices of what God is speaking into our lives. It's awesome. But when we, when we talk about those things, when we talk about what, what my dad was talking about last week with anger and, and letting anger fester in our hearts and it, and it coming out in a different way, we have to remember this conversation that we have to say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. When we have a conversation about racism, we have to say yes to the right things. And it's not just the big ones. It's all the little tiny things along the way. If you haven't had a chance to go watch Frank's conversation, he talked for about 30 minutes, and it's fantastic. It's on all of our social media pages. Hannah was, was telling me this story, and, and in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of, of our world being flipped upside down, one of her uh, friends in ministry, one of, her, one of the pastor friends, she was, they were talking to each other, and they were talking about this organization that helps with human trafficking across the world, and, and specifically in India. And what they had said was, COVID-19 put human trafficking businesses out of business. They had to put these girls on the street because they could no longer have customers to come in. And guess what? He said to, he said to Hannah's pastor friend, and he said to him, would you have given up in-person services to see hundreds of women go free? Would you have given up, if you had been given that option three months ago, before COVID-19 had ever started, before anything had ever happened, would you have given up your services just to see these women go free and experience the love of Jesus? And the resounding response has to be yes and amen. The resounding response in our lives must be righteousness first and always. That Jesus' way is the only right way. This is, this is the beautiful thing. It makes it really easy. It's Jesus' way is righteous and everything else isn't. It's that simple. It's that simple. We look and we see what Jesus does and says and teaches and we just say, yes and amen, let's sign me up. I'm willing to follow that. Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Let's pray. God, this morning, thank you that you make it easy on us. But we don't have to add all these things to our words. We just say yes, and then we go out and live it. We know your scriptures say faith without deeds is dead. God, I pray that we would always do the right thing. That we always choose righteousness. We'd always choose your way. 
you above it all. That we bow our knee to no one but the King, who is Jesus. God, help us be people of our word. Help us be righteous. You are good, God. Thank you for who you are. Continue to lead us and guide us. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning, will you stand with us as we sing?